that's another part, right? So why do we have pain in the world? Part of it is miscommunication, right? You thought what I was saying was this. I thought what you were saying was this. And then we have a pain. Sometimes it's sin. Sometimes the sin of other people spills over to you. Sometimes your sin is like, uh, is like a credit card and it comes back to bite you later. And sometimes life is just life. And so it's not that bad things happen to good people. It's bad things happen to everybody. Because yeah. the, the world is slowly decaying. And the truth is Job in and of itself is about theodicy. It's about why do bad things happen to people? The book of Job is, yeah, the book of Job is literally just a dude who gets like crapped on. And then the whole book is him being like, why is this happening? And then by the way, the worst part is he cries out to God in anger and says, why is this happening? And then God doesn't answer his question. It's beautiful poetry at the end of Job, but God doesn't answer his question. In fact, like, He's, why did you do this? I didn't sin. Why did you do this? I didn't sin. Why did you do this? I didn't sin. And then I think it's chapter 39. God begins by saying, where were you when I created the world? Which doesn't actually answer his question. So maybe the point isn't to answer the question. Or maybe it's God's ways are higher than our ways and God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Or God, yeah, God sees a bigger picture. Maybe God sees a bigger like picture. The beginning that... We never know what's good or bad. We just think it's bad. Or, more frighteningly, do I have no power over it? Does that make sense? Like, do I have no power? Is it just God yeah, pulling? Yeah, I, is it God pulling the strings and I can't do anything? Even since the start with Adam and Eve, they had free will. Sure. Because I, I show like, did God know they were gonna? Eat? That one, he like, could he have stopped it? Sure. But now we're, yeah, now you have a question about the nature of sin, which is this, right? Um, if you created. And then that goes into like robots. Like, yeah. If God didn't give you free will and just said, okay, worship me, and then I'll make you never do it, never sin, never do anything bad, you just follow me, then there's not like devotion. And there's like no. Sure, all devotion is fake. Yeah, it's like he's forcing you. Right. But if you ever want a relationship with anything, they have to be free to do whatever they want. Which, yeah. And then you talk about unconditional love. But the danger, obviously, of letting people do whatever they want is that they can do whatever they want. And sometimes that is good. Because sometimes what people want to do is serve other people. And sometimes what people want to do is pick up other people. But sometimes what people want to do is their own selfish thing or what everybody else is doing or something that harms somebody else in the short run but gives me the benefit in the, in, you know, in the short run or harms somebody else in the long run and gives me the benefit in the short run. That's, that's true. But like, I don't walk around and I'm not perpetually selfish, but there are some times that we all are, right? So what do we do when the majority of our life we do generally good things, and yet sometimes in our life we do some bad things. Sometimes we mess up, and we learn from that. And right? God is still with us. And God is present in yeah. the midst of the pain. God, is, God does not run away when you sin. God is present. Mm -hmm. 
God does not run away when you're doing something good and altruistic. God is present. God does not run away when somebody around you is hurting you. God is present and grieving with you. God is grieving with you. And the idea is, that's the point of resurrection. That's the point of Easter. The point of Easter is, pain exists in the world and God is present in the midst of that pain. But it's not the end of the story. It's not the end of the story. There, there is life that can come from that. Because what God wants is not worship. God wants relationship. Which is a, is a departure from a lot of evangelical Christianity. Yes. Relationship over religion. Right. But it's also, I want the person over praise. Does that make sense? It's not... It's not... God wants a bunch of people singing there's joy in the house of the Lord. God... Yeah, he didn't, yeah, he didn't come to be a king. Right. Even though they all thought the king was coming. To be, yeah. Right. And, and so it's kind of actually a reframing. Does that make sense? And it's important. The, the reframing is important because once you realize what the reframing is saying, you understand what this is. You realize what God wants is a relationship which means you have to be free and God has to be free. And sometimes there's some mistakes that occur, but relationships don't end when a mistake happens. They just change and they adapt. And sometimes they need some like boundaries and they need like examples and stuff. If you, if you realize that about the relationship, then what ends up happening is you realize that pain in my life is just simply a, a reality of what it means to live in a free world. The point is not that the pain need, and the problems and the sin needs to be fixed. The point is that the sin and the pain and the problems of the world is reduced by presence. And our presence. And the divine presence. And that's what's healing. That's That's what's healing. That's why it's so... That's why it's so big of a deal when somebody is selfish and wants to separate themselves. When they don't want community, that's the scary part about no community, that you have no one to be with you when you're hurting. No one. That's so isolating. It's so isolating. It's also the reason the catharsis doesn't work. You yelling at the world doesn't work. It doesn't work. The presence works. People. This is it. This is what matters. Processing through the pain. And that's what the cross says.